This is 90.3 WMSC, and I'm Kate Bronstein, Station Manager. And I'm Pat Chiquetti, Associate Programming Director. It is the second Wednesday of the semester and the first full week of school, so guess what day it is? WMSC Day. This week we're bringing you interviews with key members of our Montclair State community to highlight different departments and organizations. Today we celebrate us because... I mean, we're awesome. Why not? Exactly. Awesomeness. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. And so today, WMSC Day, is the day we take time to recruit new members. We have our members guiding open house tours in hopes to find people with the same love and passion we have for radio to carry our legacy once we graduate. As it is tradition now, we are joined by our Dean of the College of the Arts, Dan Gerskis, and the, quote, voice of WMSC, and I think of every single <laughs> event that I have ever attended. So welcome. Well, thanks a lot. It's great to be with you. Welcome to our studios once again. Oh, I love being in these studios. It's like my second home. Same. <laughs> so you have a great voice for diction and radio. Oh, thank you. Um, this is something you should look into when, when, you, when, you, when, you, when you grow up, if that's something you want to pursue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, is that something you studied or was a part of your college radio experience or is how did, how did you tune that in? Uh, I, I didn't have a college radio show, uh, I have to say. Um, I'm not as fortunate or as talented as you oh. to have the wisdom to have done that. Um, and the university where I was, uh, it actually just had a public radio station. So there wasn't really an opportunity to do college radio in that sense. It was, uh, it was like uh, you know, an NPR station that was there. But um, I did a lot of uh, performing. I spent a lot of time on stage. Uh, did a lot of public speaking in various capacities. And somewhere or another, I figured it out, I guess. Well, it's definitely something that I would have never, I don't think any of us would have ever known. As Pat just said, you have a great voice for radio. But for all of the experience that we have here, we're very grateful. And we are grateful that you're joining us today as well. So I know we ask you this every single year, but there are new students at Montclair State each year. And that's how that works, right, as an academic what value do you see in a student's involvement in co-curricular activities, like such as the radio station? Well, I mean, that's really what defines the college experience, I think, uh, even as much as academics. I know some of my colleagues might disagree with that. But I would say, based on my own experience, really what I, where I learned the most in college was doing those things like working with a performing group, mm-hmm. writing for that group, being on stage, traveling around the country – um, that's those are the lessons that I carried moving forward, more so, I think, than most of my academics. Um, and it wasn't because I wasn't a good student. It's just because I think that's where you really learn those life skills that, uh, mm-hmm. that end up serving you. For a student at Montclair State, uh, especially for students who are commuters, I think it's really important to be engaged in, uh, in co-curricular and extracurricular activities because that's how you develop a network. That's how you develop friends in addition to really creating um, a great skill set for entering the world. I mean, there's nothing better, I think, than than college radio or college television or uh, performing on stage to really learn how to work with other people, uh, to collaborate, to meet deadlines, to take direction, to be responsible, to show up on time, uh, when you know other people are counting on you, that's an important thing. That's a, that is probably a greater lesson than 
you'll have in any other class. When you know, if you're not there, at the time you said you'd be there, that other people are going to suffer. Yeah, it teaches us real-world skills for sure. Absolutely. Can you think of three things that WMSC has done in the past year that you want to see more of? Uh, the three times you had me on the air. <laughs> we we nice. need more of Dean Gerskis. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> <laughs> we will hi- we'll definitely have you in uh, as we have our college radio day next um, month. Uh, well, I think um, over the past couple of years, uh, moving into this new facility has been really important because it's provided all of you and the other students in the building the opportunity to collaborate in ways that you've never collaborated before, which is absolutely huge. And before you were Irvin Schmidt, and that was in, those are nice studios, basically the same equipment as what we have here, but you were, in my view, isolated. Now you're really in the center of things, and it's great to see people working on projects in different media and collaborating, and that, that has been absolutely huge. I'm really excited to see the profile that uh, the station has nationally, uh, not only in college radio, but also in nonprofit radio. I think Annabella has done a fantastic job, and um, I couldn't be more pleased with where the station is now not only because of what you do, but because of what she does. She's really set the bar very high, and there is a sense of professionalism here and a sense of rigor that was not always here, and, um, and, and that makes a big difference. I'm not sure that's three or not, but it seemed vague enough that, that yeah, people, could, yeah, people yeah. could pull yeah, three out of there. Out. And once again, we are talking to Dean Gerskis, Dean of the College of the Arts, about WMSC Day. How do you think the synergy of all media on campus being under one roof is working? Uh, I think it's been absolutely uh, terrific. What I like especially is that the students have really embraced it. It seems initially there was some skepticism, Mm -hmm. especially uh, among people who were sort of in their own silo. But now it seems like people really understand the value of it, and they're totally on board. They they, you, have your regular meetings to figure out ways that you can um, work cross-media and collaborate. And, you know, it's not, it's not something that's being done at every university in the country. So it's, um, it is a thing of beauty to witness. Any construct- constructive criticisms? Uh, no, I don't really. Uh, you know, I, I think it's important for people to try and sometimes fail and um, and repeat. So I, I'm always in favor of any kind of um, new approach to doing things to see if it works. You know, this is the great, the great thing about college, the great thing about life at a university is you try things, and if they come up short, you figure out a better way to do it or you figure out uh, a way to fine-tune that, uh, and it's all part of the learning process. Absolutely. Speaking of things of beauty, thank you for that door by the way. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, maybe you should elaborate on what that door is. That door. Um, it is a window to the outside world. <laughs> it is... Um, the Holy Grail. It is It is quite <laughs> sacred. Um, could only be more so if it had stained glass in it. But uh, <laughs> it's... Um, no, but it's, this is a separation of church and state. You're yeah. right. You know, we're, <laughs> right. Public, we're a public, public university. institution. We could not yeah. possibly have any sort of lig- religious iconicry. <laughs> not in our doors anyway. Right. But that, that door um, opens up the studio. It used to be like very similar to this one where it's just kind of that tiny little office window. But now the door yeah. to our live studio is... 
completely um, glass and that opens the studio because the studio doesn't have windows to begin right. with. It but allows it, us to see if we have a guest and yeah. they're on time. I don't have to lean in Jump my chair. Jump over the board to try to see who's coming through the door. Accidentally hit a button. None of that. Which we've never done. We, well, but it also deprives me of the opportunity to simply barge in and say, oh, is anybody in here? Oh, you're so, right. You're are right. You, are you live? Right. Are, are you on the air? I'm oh, sorry. I'm I didn't sorry. Mean to interrupt. I'm sorry. I didn't know you were live, even though the on-air sign is on. <laughs> I, was, I was just going to say that. <laughs> oh, you know me, always walking with my head down. Well, I'm happy we'll that you. you're pleased with the door. <laughs> we're very. Pleased. And um, the absence of a window was not an oversight, despite what people may say. It was just a structural thing. So uh, it's good that we have this compromise. And uh, and I'm happy that you feel as though you can see the world again when you're on air. I think they have found a way to see the outside world, too. They tuned the, the camera on the television, the camera on Studio 2, to shoot the city, and then they put it on their um, screen monitor in Studio 1. That is it's a ins- feature yeah. of every studio tour that I give. Because if you walk into the control rooms, the television control rooms, and nothing's going on, there are images from the PTZ cameras up mm-hmm. from all over the building. Mm-hmm. And one of them is of the window view. <laughs> and on a nice and day, so, you get yeah, that skyline. And I, and, yeah, and, and people are amazed that that's what you need to do at Montclair State. But then they laugh and they think it's a great thing. Yeah, so no, you know, kudos you for your ingenuity. <laughs> No, but thank you for that because, especially today, it's going to be a nice view later on, too. Yeah. So um, with the whole window thing, it just inspirational, honestly, for a lot of us. <laughs> when you look out that window, you're like, maybe I'll make it. You have that like high, that high school Broadway moment. Oh, you're completely. Like, like oh, I'm so close, but my, so far. Yeah, during my show at night, I was playing City of Blinding Lights by U2, and uh-huh. it was just the skyline. And I'm like, this is so perfect. <laughs> it, was, it was a moment. But um, seriously, though, thank you for that. The College of the Arts offers a lot of events for the community. Peak Performances, which has been going since 2005, uh, puts on some really amazing productions. We have a couple coming up in the fall, the first one being Hatui, Memories of Fire, and that's about as good as I'm getting with the pronunciation. (laughs) Um, What can we expect out of that? As it happens, I was... uh, You should know that over the summer uh, in the Kasser Theater... Groups are in there, professional groups, developing work. So you can go in there on any given day, and you'll see people rehearsing and, um, and trying out um, new work that they're going to do at some point in the academic year. And the group was in there. The cast, the composer, the director, the uh, librettist were all in there when I was giving a tour to someone. I can't remember who. And this is going to be one crazy show because not only – is it set in Havana, and so you've got that the whole Latin thing going, but you also have the um, the Yiddish opera piece to it as well. Ooh. And uh, it is a multicultural celebration, a uh, multilingual celebration, uh, and it, uh, it really is focused on the Jewish poet and native Taino singer um, who is at the center of it. So it's... Uh, it is going to be, I think, a really interesting show, and I'm absolutely looking forward to it. And I encourage students, by the way, 
to take advantage of their free tickets. If you have a student ID, you are entitled to a free ticket to any performance here on campus, whether it's the professional productions in the CASER or the student productions in the CASER or student productions in Leschewitz, the recital hall, um, Memorial Auditorium, anywhere, um, that will get you a ticket. And it's, it's a great, great resource uh, and a great way to spend the Thursday, Friday, Saturday night or Sunday afternoon. I originally um, auditioned for the dance department here. Is that right? Yeah, I did. And um, I don't want to say that it's for the better that I got re- rejected from it <laughs> because I'm here now. But just going and seeing the production still in awe of all the things they do with the theater and music and everything like that. And the free tickets really help us, especially students that can't really afford much. But it well, the programs, they the, uh, are undergraduate programs are really outstanding across the entire college, but especially in dance and in musical theater, they're both top 15 programs uh, in the U.S. Uh, You may or may not know that we audition all over the country. Mm -hmm. So um, we typically have students come from Florida, California, Texas, and uh, the College of the Arts has more out-of-state students than any other college or school in the university. So about 20% of our students in the college are from elsewhere. And in addition to the dance and theater, we have the film and filmmaker series, and that offers great opportunities for students and the community to participate on a Q&A with a filmmaker after watching the film. Christine Vachan is the guest this week. Are you familiar with her movies? Oh, absolutely. Christine Vachan is... Vachan. Uh, one of the major, major independent uh, filmmakers in the U.S. And um, she has been involved in so many productions in so many different ways and um, really is an important filmmaker to listen to as well as uh, to with work to, to watch. And so I'm really excited that she's going to be here uh, on the 25th of September because that is a rare opportunity for students really to hear from one of the great creative forces in independent film. So very, very exciting. And I I should point out that uh, every Tuesday night in the Film and Filmmaker series, there's a new film and a new filmmaker who comes through. Uh, In addition to that, the uh, School of Communication and Media has its colloquium series, which is generally uh, designed for a school of communication and media students, but certainly open to the public. And there are really outstanding, outstanding guests from across the communication fields who come here and spend time um, in, a, in a one-on-one conversation with one of the faculty members or Dr. Strudler. Um, and there's always an opportunity to speak to them afterward. I've been trying to get Dr. Strudler's band in for a while. Oh, boy. Oh, I yeah. said. We've been trying. We've yeah, been trying. he's having a tough time getting the band back together. So, <laughs> well, so far, the- so far, I think, first of all, there were only three. It was kind of like cream. Yeah. You know? And so. And so <laughs> That's my dad's got, favorite. So Which they, one's he? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we know he's not Ginger Baker. So okay. It could no. be, so that, now no. we got two. So we're down, so down to the other two. Uh, I think he probably would fancy himself as Clapton, mm. but mm-hmm. we've not actually heard him play, so we don't really, don't really know. We, there will come a day. There will. <laughs> One day. But I've said to him that, you know, if he can get the band together, I will do the intro. 
you know, and I'll and I'll do the interviews well, you with, could, you fo- with you folks. Yeah, we could do we could we could film it and very much do a, like a behind the music type thing. Oh yeah, that would if be you want to do like the over the yeah. the over the uh, the over tracking of like how hard their lives are <laughs> about <laughs> um, and the struggles they go through. With yeah, their, uh, reunion yeah, yeah. Tour. And Doctor Strudler could talk about how hard it was to sell his house. Right. <laughs> yeah. Buy, buy another one. Maybe they could do a little blues number based on you know the well, difficulty. write the lyrics. The, the difficulty in uh, you know in, in making that move and the high taxes in New Jersey. I mean that's, that's something. That's I think that'll speak to a lot of people. Definitely. So let's get into music. Let's, I want to know now that now that we're on the subject, what is on the Dean's list? Oh boy, you got to give me a second. I didn't know we were doing Dean's list today. Um, okay, surprise. So yeah. <laughs> I was not. We want, can- we want a candid moment here. Okay. Well, it's I. I don't like candid moments. I like to be prepared. Uh, but I'll tell you, since I was at the gym, and I mentioned the gym before, that I'm going to share with you um, one of my workout mixes. Yeah. Nice. So just let me get down to the W's. It's all alphabetized. I now I'm trying to get it through in my head though um, how we would do that documentary. Like mm. of uh, Dr. Strudler's band getting back together. <laughs> I want to do. We met at. You we, watch we behind ran, the music, right? Yeah, 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 like that type of show. And then we met in the we met in a Walmart again. We all just bumped <laughs> into each other. <laughs> <laughs> and then it happened, and we're back. All right, so um, this is uh, workout mix three. Okay. That, hmm. that I used to, today. Uh, and uh, it starts out with uh, Boys in the Hood, and then uh, Odessa, and then To Be Young by Ryan Adams, uh, Time to Pretend by MGMT, uh, 1979 by Smashing Pumpkins, mm-hmm. uh, I Feel Like Dancing, All Time Low, uh, Evacuate, The Boxer Rebellion, uh, Ruby by The Apples in Stereo, Bedroom Eyes by The Dum Dum Girls, X's and O's by L. King. King. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Uh, uh, Laws of Change by the New Pornographers and uh, Buildings and Mountains by the Republic Tigers. Uh-huh. So that's wow. you know that's that's one of many. That's one of many. I'm I'm Number divided. Three. I'm divided as whether we we talk about that or I just want to kind of sit here and be like, what's the next one? <laughs> Keep talking. And how many are there? Yeah, how many? Is, how many? Is uh, how deep question. is the vault? Uh, they, I have four. I have five in rotation now, uh, and you know some of them tend to be skew a little bit older. Uh, you know, if I get into like this is a kind of a funnier one. Uh huh. <laughs> so that if I'm in that mood in the morning, you know, I need the funny juices. So uh, you know, this is uh, walk walk like an Egyptian. Uh huh. Uh, and uh, then, since I'm doing, you know, we're, now we're on the um, uh, uh, ethnicity thing. So it's, uh, you know, we move on to Turning Japanese by The Vapors. <laughs> uh, Safety Dance by Men Without Hats. Oh, yes! <laughs> Safety Dance is the That's best. What I, I think Keith Strudler would really appreciate <laughs> that list. <laughs> when you get to the replacements, Keith is going, Dr. Strudler, I'm sorry. Dr. Strudler is going to break through that door yeah. when you get to the replacements. <laughs> but uh, Safety Dance, I have to say, was a song that I used to sing with my kids when they were five and actually more. They were like three, four, and five years old. Oh, wow. And uh, and they liked to, uh, the fact that you could dance if you want to. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Beds Are Burning, Midnight Oil, 
Summer of 69, <gasps> Brian Adams. The yes. M- the MTV unplugged version. Nice version. Uh, yes. Stacy's mom. Yeah. Fountains of on. Wayne. Fountains of Wayne. Our, our local boys, Fountains of Wayne. And since I go from Stacy's mom to Jesse's girl. Are you getting where I'm, I'm Rick, heading? Yes. Rick, yeah, Rick so this, Bleep in Springfield. Yeah. I always see your stream of consciousness. Uh, and, then, uh, and then uh, Best Friends Girlfriend, since we're on Girls by cars. the Cars. And since we're on the Cars, then I go to Cars by Gary Newman. And I wrap it all up with Total Eclipse of the Heart by Bonnie Tyler. I oh, like that. This one. is great. This is, this is amazing. This is just such a spread that of music. That was the most played song last August, 20, like August 21st, 2017. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> It was. It made the charts again. Is that right? Yeah. Turn around. Glee did a good version, too. I can't be mad at that. It would be really great if we had, like, an active rock band cover that song. Hmm. No, you don't want that. You don't want that. You you think you do, but you don't want that. (laughs) You can talk to our music chair and You're going to end up with, like, Nickelback covering that. You're going to end up in a really tough situation. Nickelback should never be a music period. (laughs) Oh, so this is one more. I'll, okay. sh- I'll do this. Yes. Other I love this. This is great. Um, so I'm not sure what mood prompts me to play this particular one, but whatever. So <laughs> I start off with uh, Believer by Imagine Dragons. Then I go into Perfect Illusion by Lady Gaga. Yes. Um, cool. And then Kids by One Republic. When the girls talk boys. When the girls when the girls talk about uh, Lost and Found by Train Feel It Still by Portugal the Man Sit Still Look Pretty by Daya mm-hmm. uh, Little Kelly Clarkson Stronger What Doesn't Kill You uh, Group Love Welcome to Your Life Feels Like Summer by Weezer then one of my favorites I was listening to this driving in today The Sky is a Neighborhood by the Foo, Foo Fighters yeah. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> That show I, this that was the tour I saw them on. It was so good. And then I wrap it all up with a, another Imagine Dragons, Thunder, 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 Thunder. You know what I love about that playlist is that most songs are sort of like right now and what my kid is listening to, except except Kelly Clarkson's Stronger. <laughs> That's the throwback. <laughs> it's like we need to find the hit and just throw that into in a program. Yeah, I'm not really sure how that ended up in there. Um, but it did, you know, and it's my it's, it's my workout and uh, my earbuds. It's, it's your it's, workout. You can play what you want. Exactly, to. exactly. Now, do but, you go in in that order, or do you put it on shuffle and just let it happen? Oh no, 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 no! You never, you never shuffle a workout playlist. Mm. Hear that, WMSC students? You never shuffle your playlist <laughs> because these are well crafted playlists. And There's a purpose behind every there is song. There's a purpose behind everyone, and they don't always. Uh, I'm not always on an elliptical, so I'm not listening to these all the time. So if you have five of them in rotation, then you know you start to forget what's there, and it's like a surprise. You know, you're not expecting Kelly Clarkson, and there she is, and she's stronger. Yes, she is. <laughs> you never expected Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> Pops up. There she is. But isn't that what we always say? We never expected Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson and the Foo Fighters in the same mix. Come on. They need to do a collab. (laughs) They would, too. Mm -hmm. And Lady Gaga. That was pretty good. Did you see see the documentary? Not yet. Kate, you said you did that it was was strong. Oh, yes. 
Absolutely. I like Gaga. She's a very strong, loving person. She also has a film coming up with uh, Bradley Cooper. Stars Born. Stars Born. I heard good things about that. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, the, like, the trailer is so simple, and and that there's the beauty of it. I mean, we don't want to get into all of it, but it's um very. It she's not in all of that. You know, well, she has beautiful costumes, but it's not that. It's she's just kind of chilling. Looks like you know I dress coming in the studio every day or wh- wherever we're going, and she's just singing like next to Bradley Cooper and then Bradley Cooper sings and I'm like wait a minute this guy from Philly who also speaks French has a voice to sing to and I'm excited for that but that's down the road yeah Uh, if there's anyone who's listening to the podcast who's interested in film in the film business I would recommend uh, The Business KCRW uh, in Santa Monica and it comes out once a week it's a podcast and the first part of the podcast is uh, banter, where they talk about the headlines of the day. Les Moonves was big today. Uh, and then there's usually an interview after that. Okay. So it's a, it's a good thing. Oh, look, I, accident, yeah. I, I accidentally I saw Siri going Siri. off. Siri's uh, <laughs> about to get her two cents on the matter. <laughs> but what films have you watched this summer um, that stood out to you? And are there any films that you're looking forward to seeing this fall season? Um, I've not spent a lot of time thinking about what's coming up in the fall and the awards season. Um, what generally happens is because I'm a member of the Writers Guild, I get a stack of DVDs in December from everyone who has a film that thinks it has a good script. So I usually do my binging on the movies from the year in December. But uh, every summer I do a couple of uh, talkbacks at the West Hampton Performing Arts Center in West Hampton Beach, New York, uh, with a friend of mine. So I saw two films this summer, one really, really excellent. The other, oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Go on. and the one that was, oh, man, was called Boundaries, uh, and um, Christopher Plummer was in it, and it was the story, is the story of a daughter who's trying to deliver her 85-year-old father to her sister in Los Angeles after he's been kicked out of his senior living situation. And, who boy, I mean, Christopher Lloyd was in it, Peter Fonda, so there were some, Whoa. every living actor over the age of 80 was in it um but it just it didn't work however the french film that i saw and talked about a little bit was called custody and it's a it's a thriller that really is a very very realistic kind of film about a husband who insists on having joint custody with his wife after their their divorce joint custody of their younger son because the older daughter is too old and she won't have anything to do with him and gradually things fall apart and uh, uh, and it's what's really interesting is that it's very realistic there are no uh, there are no music cues so there's no uh, score to tell you what to feel or, or what to think it's just totally about the performances and it's just really an extraordinary film so I'm sure it's on Netflix or something by now so I would encourage people to to screen it if they can. Um, have you seen either our, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the documentary, or Won't You Be My Neighbor? No. Uh, in fact, um, 
the both of those w- were going to play out there over the summer, and um, I just couldn't do it because it's like Tuesday through Thursday, and I, it's a big deal to take a Tuesday off even in the summer. But uh, but I've heard extraordinary things about both, and including uh, "Won't You Be My Neighbor?" People just weeping. <laughs> Well, mm-hmm. I, have to, I have to tell you, as someone who culturally didn't grow up with uh, Mr. Rogers, um, I went in and I was like, I don't know if this is going to resonate with me, but I weeped. It was, mm-hmm. it was very moving. And I understood the, what he was doing uh, without having, you know, being here growing up with that. And RBG was just inspirational. I saw it three times in the movie theater. Oh. So I think both of them, I think definitely they're going to get some nods. I, I think I would be surprised... That um, you know that they wouldn't be on the Oscar nominations this year because of all the documentaries I've seen so far, those were the two that stood out. And we will be covering those at WMSC, all the nominations as they come in later. Well, that's a plug. <laughs> it's a good one, though. But we the, get uh, what's interesting yeah, we about did. Yeah. what's what's interesting about both uh, "Won't You Be My Neighbor" and RGB is that uh, they grossed over ten million a piece which for a documentary is virtually unheard of. And, you know, the sense generally is people going to a movie theater to see a documentary is not happening. But uh, clearly that's not the case. So there's there's an appetite for those films. And it's also um, the RBG movie is to filmmake, to women filmmakers. And they constantly, Julie, Col- Julie Cohen actually followed WMSC because we tweeted about it. Mm-hmm. And she kept saying that they love the repeat viewers. Apparently, we were not, I was not the only one that had gone to see it again in the theaters. And they're getting a lot, like, I, when I went, it was like the theater was full of women. <laughs> but again, it was one of those movies that I would show my daughter, because in the age of Kim Kardashian, I think oh. that a role model of RBG, I said that word, I would kick myself out of the no, studio for that. Um, no, to show a different, you know, role model that that is actually really inspirational as opposed to what they're doing, you know, with mindless TV. So are right. you suggesting that Kim Kardashian is not a good role model? Uh, I'm going to move what, away what from happens, this. Kids, kids, what happens when someone mentions those names and they're not dead or mugged or something <laughs> in the studio? No, um, not yeah, good. You said on, on, I think it was our morning buzz, yeah, Kate, we, you said yeah. that every time somebody says that name on, on air, a book commits suicide in the library. Um, <laughs> so do with that what you disagree. will. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Well, RGB was here last September. I was there. I, I saw her. I had the opportunity. So that that was a, a great evening. So I, um, I'm definitely uh, stoked to, to see the film. She was point. fabulous. Like, she walked up there, and the class and sash just poured yeah. out over yeah. the audience. Yeah. She was awesome. She was um, awesome. I'm going to ask this because you guys were not there. Um, we, we were talking about, you know, funny playlists. Uh, but on opening day, you had a short film that you scripted and you shot and it was edited the week before of opening day. Um, just so you get an idea, kids. The dean goes around the school talking to different faculty about losing his funny, his mojo, because he's always funny when he does the opening day, uh, well, every meeting, really. And uh, there's this whole short. Did you put it anywhere? Because it was like it was amazing. We were, I, like, I we have were, it on. I have it on Vimeo. Pattern. I will send you the link and the password. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It's not, it's not something necessarily that I want just anybody to see, but you know, but it was. The it was in this room was fun. It was really funny. Uh, how do you come up with that idea instead of like doing your usual, you know, PowerPoint or jokes that you do? Uh, 
You know, I I wanted to do something a little bit uh, more ambitious this year, and I was kind of going back and forth. Like, do I really want to do that? You know, is it really going to work? And then I suddenly said, you know, well, what if I can't come up with anything else? And then I thought, well, that's it. That's the idea. And and once I had a couple of things pop into my head, including the punchline for the whole thing, I said, yeah, we'll do this. This will be funny. And uh, it was great. And uh, had a lot of good sports in that film. <laughs> you, I mean, it was just I, there were people roaring in laughter, like faculty, you know, just not being nice to the team <laughs> at points. <laughs> Some faculty just thinking, "Oh, I'm up for reappointment. I'm being nice." And my favorite, the student who is like just pouring her adoration uh, and thinking, "Oh my gosh, you changed my life." And then she, she's basically talking about our provost, and she mispronounces the name. Which is right. the, the whole thing was just funny. Well, thanks, oh, uh, thanks. I will. Uh, like I, I'll, I will. I'll share the. I'll share the link with you, and you can pass it on to people you trust. <laughs> this room. <laughs> well, you are always, of course, welcome to talk about anything with us here. Well, if you're too kind. You are. But it's, you know, I, it's I, a pleasure. I love spending time um, with students at the radio station. I always have a good time. Um, we tend to um, have some laughs, usually at the expense of my musical taste. Well, I mean, <laughs> when was the last time you shared your awesome workout playlist with us? You know? I, I, I do not share my workout playlist, even with my wife. Wow, so... guys. We just hit the jackpot. We did. Yeah. Well, I'm... Because she wouldn't care. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be like, yeah, that's nice, Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> she just listens to uh, audiobooks. So she's, she's kind of given up on music totally. And uh, which I don't get at all. We'll make her a customized podcast all right. from WMS. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so I'm going to do a very professorly move here. Okay. I'm going to say you should be prepared for us to grill you about your music oh. every class. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not well, saying it will happen, but I'm saying <laughs> you're taking this course. You should be prepared. I, I didn't realize that math was going to be on the test. It was that was pretty amazing though. Dean Gerskitz, it is always a pleasure to talk to you, and we're really glad that we could turn this into a regular segment. Well, I'm happy to be with you again, and was excited uh, to hear two minutes before I walked into the studio that this was going to be a regular segment. But, but hey, that's what it's about, right? Thinking, thinking on our feet, thinking on our feet, and we will always, always be happy to speak to you here, and it's. Thank you for that window again. Thank you for the views. Of <laughs> the, door, the door is the always door. open to you, clear or otherwise. <laughs> it will yeah. unlock for you. Yeah. That's for because you. I have the swipe in my wallet. That too. WMSC Day. We are just so grateful to have these facilities, and you played such a big role in that. So well, thanks. thanks a lot. Thanks.